Hello, divine, beautiful souls. This is Energy Speaks Podcast with your host, Katriel. We have a very special guest here for round two. This is Kristen Geeslin. And um, we, uh, we did a podcast um, many, many months ago. And um, I'm really excited for part two. Me too. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. And I'm so excited about what's happening for you and your future. I haven't announced anything yet, so I'm excited. Oh, okay. All right. It's a big secret right now. Um, what we talked about last time is that something really amazing that both Katriel and I share is that we are deeply, you know, um, reverent or... Uh, deeply um, love a wisdom tradition, mm -hmm. but we are also uh, mystic intuitive types. So we find um, a way to integrate those two different, very different elements of our spiritual life. Yeah, if we put us together, we'd be called a jubu. Right, we'd, we'd, <laughs> we'd be a jubu, exactly. <laughs> That's right. what my, my um, rabbi, Rabbi Treiser, may he rest in peace, um, would always say. <laughs> And there are many of those from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so wild how Judaism and Buddhism really, um, they, they really flow together well. I recently attended a wonderful retreat that you put, put together, uh, right. sponsored by the Moisha Foundation, is that uh, how you say it? Moisha House and Chevette Kolot. Right, and mm. so um, I felt so much love there. Mm. And it was... Um, it was beautiful for me because I haven't been able to see my Tibetan Vajrayana teachers for a few years because of COVID. Oh, wow. And I really craved that intensely high vibration um, frequency, you know, that I felt uh, when some of the attendees at the retreat uh, were saying their nighttime prayers. Mm -hmm. I stepped out uh, of one area of the cottage we were in and I could feel the vibrations, you know, coming across the whole cottage. And then I followed that and then I heard the prayers. And it was just that really, really high level of intention around, you know, your own realization and the aspirations for everyone else that were, you know, floating through the space. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that feels so amazing. Yeah, you were in the um, the main house sleeping there. Yeah, wow. it was really sweet for me <clears throat> because I, I'm chemically sensitive and there was something they had used to purify the other environment that wasn't great for me. But then that other space opened up. So I was sleeping overlooking Lake Declan and, you know, with all that beauty of the lake and the trees and just that open expanse of nature. Mm. And yeah, it was deeply restful to be in that high frequency, you know, vibrational frequency from the prayers and the worship. And then, you know, combined with the na natural setting, it was really special. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I, it was such a, a honor to put that together. And um, I, I, things moved around for me as well when I was there for the sleeping arrangements. Um, I, I literally was like, I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. And I just kind of started putting my stuff down on the bed. And honestly, I could smell that, that smell as well of whatever chemical that was. And that don't mix well with me. And I got to, to sleep under the stars in that little area, the pavilion, like, oh my gosh, like 
that was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, I saw you there and I saw you in the morning when you were still sleeping and you just looked so happy and peaceful, you know, out there. You know, I know you like to sleep outside anyway, so that's sort of your thing. It is. And I haven't been able to. I've been in my parents' house um, since uh, my tent, um, like during the summer months, it's not a great idea to tent out in Florida, especially because of the rains and it created mold in there. And I was also getting these little bugs and stuff that were biting the crap out of me. <laughs> and I was like, so I, I literally was thinking last night to myself, I said, can I like go out there and sleep now? Because like, I would feel more comfortable. I, you know, it, it, when, when we don't have a good night's sleep, it, you know, and we're not in a sacred space that we feel, it can really affect us. I've noticed that. And the one thing that regenerates me naturally is nature, you know? And I, it's, I just treasure that time of being outside. When, when most people think I'm crazy, they're like, well, why don't you go inside? It's like, no, like that's where I feel at home. That's where it feels right. And the, like the trees are our lungs, you know, and it just opens our expansiveness. And uh, I actually want to talk on this one since today is the first day in Sagittarius. We're creating that sp sacred space for our expansion right now. Higher learning, all of that journeys as well. Um, but I, you know, I've been kind of processing a lot and, and saying, what does that look like for me? Because honestly, last night I got to a point where I'm like, I'm not happy where I'm at and this isn't working. <laughs> you know, it, I don't know, like our most expansive time is in dream time. Oh, interesting. So, <laughs> but you were also talking about sacred space. And, you know, we can create sacred spaces in a lot of different ways. Very and for true. you, getting into the tent when it's temperate and being out there with nature is a way of creating a sacred space for yourself. And, um, you know, going on that retreat, creating that retreat, and, and the people that went on that retreat, you know, we created a sacred space. Yeah. And, yeah, it does seem to be easier to do that in a natural environment you know, somehow the balance that nature gives us, you know, the love generated by the plants and the trees, the energetic frequency of the plants and the trees and the beauty. And I think we just more naturally shift into our senses to a much higher level when yeah. we're in a natural environment, when there's all that beauty or we're feeling the breeze. You know, I, I had an opportunity this last weekend to yeah. present at a women's retreat sponsored by unity on the path oh wow and i really felt like the retreat that you invited me to and i participated in that was a jewish retreat and helped me learn more about judaism was like the universe welcoming me 
you know, into the zone of retreats, you know, because I didn't, I wasn't a presenter with you. I was just a participant and I could just, you know, bask in the receiving mode. And then this retreat, I was still receiving, I was still participating in things that the other presenters offered, but this was also a time for me to uh, share some wisdom through the Bism's uh, system that I've created for doing intuitive readings and intuitive development. But once again, it was all about the nature. Mm. And uh, it's on where I went is called uh, Chinsigat Hill. And it's, it's, not, it's just about an hour north of Port Ritchie. <laughs> and it, it's just that you shift. You know, the energetic valence is different. All those, and all those negative ions are out there. Mm. And as I was walking, you know, into a common area, the breeze that was blowing coming up, a, up the hill, there's a hill, so the breeze is funneling up the hill. And it just felt so much more profound and richer mm. in that setting. You know, I could maybe have had the same breeze in my front yard, but my head would be about what I'm supposed to be doing when I get in or checking the mail or making sure the dog's okay or something else. And so being in that more remote environment just helped me come into the moment to a greater extent and to really enjoy being in my senses. Mm, I love that. Wow. You know, um, before I put that retreat together, I, I had, they had like for Moisha house, they had you go on a retreat and you're right. Like it kind of literally, it moves something within you because you have to experience the receiving, you know, and it literally puts, when you put intention with it as well, it, it takes things to a new level when you choose to put to something together for someone else. And it, it, since it's such a recent experience with you, I see you really, you know, like two retreats now, that's, that's going to escalate um, that, that whole experience because you're going to know exactly how you want to put yours together. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, interestingly enough, this group of women, there was one of the people that was an organizer and she's got a commitment for the next time the space is available. Oh, wow. So there may be a place for me to just step in and support something, you know, sort of in an organic way that's wow. already got, you know, some movement and some, some, um, you know, it's already moving. So I am offered that. So we'll see, you know, if the people that have already been together and creating this particular form of retreat say, yes, we would like Kristen to do that. It was just very organic. It all came together mm. very organically. And that felt so good because I've actually had on my Facebook page, my professional Facebook page that I create retreats for five years. <laughs> wow. And I haven't actually created a retreat for anyone or participated in one, but now it has it has manifested, okay, in in the right way, in divine time, fully organically, and um, with the support of, of going to your retreat first. So... Mm. Yeah, that just definitely feels like a flow. And nature has actually been calling me intuitively for the last, I'd say, two and a half years. And because, you know, of my nine, I have a nine in two places in my birth numbers, okay. both in my month and um, 
think it's my the month and the day. Anyway, it works out, so I have two nines. So that's about being a humanitarian and serving others. So the only way I could get myself to nature was to be in an environment that felt purposeful. Like it's hard for me to just jump in the car and go to the spring, which is, you know, I'd like to do that, but somehow it doesn't seem to manifest that way. (laughs) So this is a way to get myself into nature on a more regular basis. So that was, you know, interesting how that the universe worked that through for me. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. You know, I'm being guided. um, If you would like, would you like to pick a card? From the Orosoma, which was Judith's uh, deck. Oh yes, and I believe if my if I'm f- getting this right, I, I'm pretty sure that's it's it's now the week of her the anniversary of her passing. Okay, uh, it was around Thanksgiving. All right, I remember that. Yeah, I believe that's correct. But at least we're in that time of year, and right, I can hear her being like. I have a message for you. <laughs> okay, so we should give a little backstory to our listeners. Katriel yes. and I both experienced wonderful mentoring from a woman named Judith. Katriel received uh, empowerments for Orosoma, and I received empowerment for the Voyager Tarot. So interestingly enough, I have in front of me the mini Voyager Tarot, and he has in front of him the um, Orosoma deck. Yeah, wow. Spontaneously, folks. Yeah, right? Like, (laughs) oh, wow. Uh, Judith, I just want to say a word about Judith. Judith Hitchman, she was such a wise, beautiful soul. Um, Taurus, (laughs) very stubborn. (laughs) But, you know, um, she had such a compassionate, beautiful heart that she would she would she's like that grandmother energy that would do anything for her grandbaby and I got that perspective of her you know and um I I really you know I miss you Judith but I feel you all the time so like you're still there (laughs) like and I thank you for all of your mentoring and your wisdom and your love (laughs) Mer. <laughs> I love that expression you have. It, you know, this this also kind of ties back to something that we talked about before when we were together about um, how much we appreciate the those that have gone before us, who've created the traditions, who have, you know, have the wisdom, the understanding, the clarity in terms of the intuitive abilities to be able to pass them on to us. And um, to honor them and appreciate them, you know, as we are in this moment, just seems like the thing to do. And um, understanding that it's not all—it's not all of—it's not all about us right this minute. That there's, tra- you know, generations of people who have gone down these paths before us and made the way for us. Mm, yes, Mer. I'm gonna. Allow you, should I take them out or should I? Take them out. Take yeah. them out? Okay. Yeah. He has them in a little blue velvet bag. They're coming out now, the Orosoma cards. Why don't you shuffle them? Okay. Um, and uh, whatever you're guided. I, I actually was also interested in the Orosoma. I just uh, was busy with learning the Voyager Tro and the, then the Theta Healing, but Orosoma was actually next on my list. Well, I have all the bottles, and I'm, well, well we have a little bit of time. 
if you would like. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. We can get started. And of course, we could communicate in the future virtually. Okay, it's coming out. There it is, number 92. Wow. Okay. The temperance return. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> so what I was, I was really seeing it, and I, I don't know if you had a particular intention when you, um, I, I'm feeling like that might be for me personally, but also for the collective. Okay. You know, generally, you and I are that type. We're always thinking about the whole. So it'll be interesting to see what the interpretation of this is. I also heard this is um, uh, part of your retreat journey. Oh, interesting. Got it. Um, so this is how we roll, folks. You know, we hear <laughs> things, and then we're like, okay, kind of put it together like a puzzle. So you have... Of course, um, these are really cool cards because they allow for a um, a tarot card as well as the bottle on the front. And the, if you're um, if you're in tune with Orisoma, it is bottle ninety two, which is um, uh, coral um, over olive, and coral is really about um, uh, the love of of wisdom. So the love of wisdom um, in the Orosoma translates into compassion. And um, <laughs> Judith is directly speaking through this because I'm pretty sure she picked this, um, you know, one of the last times I was with her. I'm not even kidding you. Um, and the olive represents uh, like the olive branch, right? Um, it's it's this. Um, she also told me that olive in this time frame right now also represents the divine feminine. That's exactly exactly what I was going to say. Is the the leadership of the divine feminine, and so um, we have the temperance return card and how this is different from the there's from the regular tarot. You just have the temperance card. But this is the return journey within the Orosoma. And so it says, a sense of new relationship, both within oneself and within the world. The luminous egg begins to form. One feels the sense of energy around one. Ac access to more of the beings that we have been in the past and, and the Beings that we are yet to be. Feminine leadership, independence, co cooperation rather than uh, com competition. Peace as a priority. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is hilarious. It is pretty funny, isn't it? And, you know, that's that was like, oh, you, know, wow. you know me, I always say peace and happy is my, my jam. <laughs> And, uh, of course, this, this women's retreat, that's what it was all about. You know, it was all about sharing. By the end of the retreat, women were just gifting each other all these different things. Wow. There was a woman in the during the retreat that said, oh, I want your skirt. So, of course, I just gifted it to her at the end of the retreat. And then somebody gifted me a yo-yo. They said a something about, didn't you say you wanted to play more? And I can't even remember saying that. But I must have, you know, because it it, came, it went into her heart center. She gifted me a yo-yo. Yeah, and then another woman gifted um, another woman a, a tiara. 
you know, it was like, it had like a crystal sort of like sparkly like this. Oh, wow. And, you know, it was like, it was just, there was this open space and this is not drug induced. I'm talking, this is, just, <laughs> this is just an open space out of the compassion of the heart and this idea of women coming together for the betterment of the, of the planet and for moving consciousness forward and just elevating each one of us in mm. a unique way, whatever the flow was, releasing. There was a couple of different exercises that were focused on, you know, releasing, you know, anything from the past or beliefs about self or the world that were holding people, you know, holding one back. It was, it was so, um, I don't know. I'm like getting a little tingly here because that was more than I, I don't really go into things with expectations, but if I'd had any, they would have been exceeded. <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness. Uh, what do you say? Um, you draw a card from Jane, James Wanlis deck. Yeah, and then, I want you to do it. You pull it out and let's see if it's for you. Let's do that. Let's do okay. it for your journey. All right. And then we'll we'll do it the opposite way for okay. the... Okay. Because I right. feel like we should both pick one of each. Okay. Very good. All right. Let's see. All right. Ha! <laughs> I got the sun card. I know you know what that means. It's like everything is coming up beautiful. You know, like all this beauty is there presenting for you. You know, it's everything you could possibly want, desire is is manifesting. You know, it's all right there. Wow. All that energy. You know, there's this big, in this particular uh, depiction of the sun, there's like a big yellow energy ball and the sun is a feminine face that is strong and beautiful. And you've got the divine masculine and feminine, you know, right here walking on the beach together. And then you have money, you know, the uh, little coins down here in this corner. And then the coolness of the top, you know, there's a little bit of cool reflection in the night sky, you know, or deep below the sea to kind of balance out the, you know, intensity of all that manifestation energy that's, you know, red and orange. You know, it's really interesting about this card. Uh, the last month, I, I don't normally, um, like, try to, I don't always pick, pick an intention with the card. Right. Because um, I like to see what comes up, but the last thought I had in my head um it came in at the last second was, um, well, I'll just reveal it now. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I just got accepted into uh, conservative yeshiva in Israel for January. Now, whether that plays out exactly like that, I've been saying I'm going to Israel and I know it's coming soon. However, that unfolds. And this kind of looks like an Egyptian face here. Oh, yeah, it's quite. And so, like, I have said to both my mom and to my buddy Mitch, when I get to Israel, we're going to Egypt. <laughs> and and then I'm looking at this this beach and it reminds me of Tel Aviv. The beaches on, tel, you know, in Tel Aviv and... Um, and then I look over here and, and the stars in the sky remind me of the desert at night. And this sun reminds me of the desert in the day. And I'm just like, it, this just feels really, really right. And setting that sacred space today for the expansion, for Sag, the miracles, you know, um, you know, uh, many friends have been reminding me, you know, in order to 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 
partake. We have to essentially embody, you know, experience that feeling before we get to it. And sometimes, you know, we get stuck in our minds. It's so easy to do. And um, you, you even like try to talk yourself into feeling and it's like, dude, just let go. <laughs> and that's what I've been trying to do. Um, and I can, this card is a representation of, I, I can literally feel it in this moment. I can feel it. I can embody it. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> Mer. And I just want to say again, how much I appreciate you as a human being mm-hmm. and how much I appreciate this energetic connection that we share. And I have to imagine it is, um, somehow we're connecting because of our intentions, you know, that we have a very pure heartfelt intention for our own spiritual development and for the world's, for everyone's everything good, you know, that yeah. we really are there. And, you know, even though we really run in different social circles, we're in two different faith paths, but this mystic tie and this tie to this one mentor, Judith Hitchman, you know, clearly um, then makes you wonder, you know, what's our karmic past, you know, you know, did we, uh, you know, work together in some mystery school in the past, you know, and now it's manifesting in this form at this time. It makes you, Oh, ask, I'm sure. Yeah. It makes you ask these questions. Maybe we were in Egypt. Maybe we were in, uh, that that's, might not be too far off. I'm quite certain I did have a past life in Egypt with my dad, as a matter of fact, Oh wow! but he used to wear onk all the time during my childhood. Yeah. Growing up. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, uh, we have a close karmic connection and, uh, and I, I've been regressed once. In fact, I think it was Judith who regressed me when I saw the Egypt past life. It'd be really funny if I was like Moses and you were like the brother, the Egyptian brother. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But, you know, JK, it's, guys. it's just so interesting to um, to allow our energetic experience to speak, which is, you know, of course, what this podcast is all about. And, you know, how helpful that is in terms of supporting, you know, our full actualization, you know, as in, you know, you actually being able to sense into this manifestation that's about to happen in your life. Hmm. Would you like to pick uh, James Vaughn Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. And then I'll, okay. Very good. All right. So another little message. I feel like I really want to do something for the collective. So, you know, folks, this has been, we're going into a little phase, um, and according to the uh, astrological research I've done, there's two things that we really need. We need right now a lot of love in our hearts and um, martial focus to really be clear about what we're leaning into manifesting. And so that martial focus would include um, the experience of what it feels like to be living uh, the manifestation of your heart, Mm. to feel into that as much as you're able to do. And so then I'd just like to ask the deck, what's the guidance, okay, for how to have that clarity of uh, heart for manifesting your true heart's desires and holding love in your heart and being able to maintain that focus uh, despite this period coming up uh, with lots of energy moving and Sagittarius, apparently. 
Okay, let's see what comes out. It's always fun to see. Okay, so what comes out is the surfer card or man of cups. Uh, James Wanless decided we were well past the time of having royalty, so we don't have any royalty in the Voyager Tarot deck. But what we do have here is a beautiful silver horse um, with sort of a flower. Um, <laughs> it's sort of like a horn of plenty almost with the flower uh-huh. at the top and then the bottom, heart is, bottom part is the horse. So that's like the chariot. You're moving forward. But around this central figure, you have a lot of nature and you see like water and waves and an iris. And, you know, this is um, where you're, you're able to catch the wave. So essentially we're, we're doing what we can right now to catch that wave, um, even though there could be a lot of, you know, power. There's so much power in a, in a big wave. But those who are skillful and able to surf, you know, they can ride that wave a really long time, you know, before they yeah. have to jump off the board or, you know, the wave um, is complete. So that's our challenge coming up right now is to be able to sense into the energies that are happening and um, use those energies to help us move into our uh, hearts, to the vision of our heart's desires. Calabunga. Calabunga, <laughs> right. Hang loose, do the little hang loose sign, hanged right? In. Woo, hanged in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of this, but somehow that just came through. That's funny. <laughs> So you mentioned collective and I'm also going to, I mean, we're all reflections. So, you know, like it'll reflect in our personal journeys, but I want to do this at a collective level for this next Orosoma card. Um, And specific intention, um, how we move forward with our soul missions. Um. Uh, you were there at the retreat when I did the um, Mazel astrology or Jewish astrology that um, had to do with our Torah portions and um, uh, soul soul missions, essentially, um, seeing that through both Mazel astrology and our Torah portions. And this is something that's been very revealed to me that um, I'm to help people with their soul missions and so this feels appropriate (laughs) archangel daniel whoa okay it's one 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 let me look that up those are surely those are power numbers right there right Uh, yeah i keep seeing one 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 which is funny um this is hilarious it's not in this one so this is what we're gonna do i'm going to look it up i guess (laughs) i was i was taking a a numerology um presentation i heard a numerology presentation at the retreat i was at this weekend and this is one of the things they were talking about is how there are we all and it, it sort of reflects on that soul journey that we all have sort of these numbers that come with us, you know, based on when we were born. And the 11 and the 22, those double numbers, sort of give an added extra push. You know, they make you the person that is going to be more visible in a certain way. 
So this might be encouraging people to uh, take a look at what their soul journey is and to become visible with that. Let's see what the I have to go to the actual Orisoma website because... Okay. um, And once again, though, what do we have here? The color looks like it is just a few shades lighter on this card. It's sort of a lime green. It's just a little bit lighter um, and paler than the olive green. And then the the Orisoma are bottles that have... um, Water. What's the place that the water comes from? Uh, Glastonbury Well. And Glastonbury Well, actually, okay, so the entire earth has chakras. That's that's correlated with the heart chakra of the earth. Right. So all of the water is really special that's in these orosoma bottles. And then there are oils added so that the different colors um, show vertically. So there's like in the top of this one is sort of a cobalt blue. And then the lower part is a lime green. All right, we got it. Here it is. So, <laughs> midtone royal blue um, with midtone olive, which okay, is okay. Midtone olive. Okay. Yeah, it it gets it gets really interesting when you get higher up in the bottles, um, and then that shakes too because um, the shaking aspect is like the combination of the two together is the deep blue green which is really interesting, like ocean. So uh, it says to restore balance between the inner and outer relationship. Um, Main points concerning this bottle. This bottle may bring clarity into situations regarding the way in which we relate. This may enable us to discover hidden manipulations, um, enables clarity of speech and communication to flow easily even in difficult situations, helps the process of being kind and compassionate towards ourselves and allows us to generate uh, increased compassion towards others. One of the Archangel series assists in discovering our true nature, supports us with bringing focus and intention into into dreams without wasting energy, identifies opportunities for us to be ourselves without allowing any situation or circumstance to cause us to behave otherwise. Finding truth and harmony within may, be, may enable us to generate kindness and love to ourselves and others. So what's interesting about this card is like, you know, mid-tone, we were talking about that divine feminine and, and, and also like it, it kind of really expresses some type of healing within the self, right? And um, almost restoring the divine feminine aspect within ourself and choosing to to use our throat chakra to bring that to light. And um, I feel like part of, you know, like we pick the intention of soul missions and, and, it's, it's really calling us to feel in this card, to feel and to vocalize what we're feeling. And as I was telling um, uh, Kristen before we came on here, um, you know, I just had a procedure and I, I said, you know, I, I'm here, <laughs> he named me, <laughs> but I might be feeling really uncomfortable 
And you know what? With soul missions, that's the one thing that I can essentially rely on is there's going to be uncomfortabilities, but it's allowing for growth. And sometimes we need to feel through those uncomfortabilities because that allows for this depth to move and shift things at a great level. I can't believe you're saying that. It's just so, so uncanny because, you know, I've been anticipating like this retreat coming up for a while and I wasn't really thinking about it, this women's retreat. I wasn't really thinking about it as a particularly transformative experience for myself. Mm. I was thinking about it as, okay, here's an opportunity to share my coaching system and meet some new people and just kind of da da. Oh no. It was. <laughs> oh no. It was. <laughs> It was deeply, powerfully healing. The extent level to which when I woke up the next morning, I actually, the day I arrived Friday night, enjoyed the day Saturday, did my little part, but I was ready to get into bed at 7.30 at night because both Friday night and during the day on Saturday, I ended up sharing deeply and sensing deeply into parts of myself that it's almost like they were almost all the way healed, but they just needed one more big shine of bright light. Mm. And when I, I slept a long time, I could hear the retreat going on, but I knew I needed to keep my body and mind quiet. And then the next morning I came out and I sat at the table and the woman who organized the retreat, Linda Gal McLeod, had something called an angel harp. Okay, it's a harp that I guess is tuned to a different, it's done, it's, it's like a auto harp, but I mm. guess the little, the little uh, buttons have been removed, so you actually strum it. And I guess it, it somehow communicates with Gail, or Gail communicates with the harp. And she went behind me and she said, oh, you're vibrating at a level above the angels this morning. Whoa. I know. And I'm like, first of all, I have no idea what she's doing. And the next thing I know, I'm hearing that message. And I'm like, yeah, I feel really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. I know. So it's exactly what you're saying, though. I was feeling deeply into some things that it was time to release, transform, contact into. And then, you know, because I was feeling uh, safe enough to do that, and I guess it was just divine timing, you know, then I woke up in the morning with this just uh, renewed, um, an energy of uh, a calm, a calm and present kind of energy, a peaceful energy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, as you're talking and I'm kind of feeling through everything is, um, the word integration comes up in my in my mind's eye, um, and it kind of reminds me of something we did at the retreat with expression, the art. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, as we were talking about, like this card literally has blue and green in it, and it makes this kind of like blue and green to me is like turquoiseous, you know, and that really symbolized for me this like creativity from the heart, right? And, you know, the power of one being able to share very deep things in order to level up essentially, you know, like, but really feeling through those, those things and having space held for you. 
like you said, it's super powerful and it it, it tends to overflow over that container. And, and part of that is it's, it's not always in that space that we do that work, that over that, that spilling over is part of the integration. And what is super powerful is finding some type of a creative outlet to be able to express things when, when like emotions get really, really high and we need to like move that energy. Um, and that's why the creative arts like music and art and writing and dance can really help us express things. So, you know, at a collective level here, if if you guys are feeling a lot of energy, um, try to shift your focus into something that's also within the heart that allows you to express it. We can always, you know, say like, this isn't fair or I, I can't feel this anymore or whatever, like, you know, um, but when we, we say thank you for this emotion and, and say, you know, like shift the perspective and be like, all right, how can I truly feel this? But in the greatest form of the heart, this is one way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. The create, I really enjoyed that activity at the retreat, actually. And it felt like <clears throat> there were really two different ways that I expressed myself in my creative expression. One was very um, sort of conceptual and in the nature world. I made one little drawing, one little painting that was just like a little trellis of small flowers. Very dainty, very, very feminine energy. And I gifted that to um, the rabbi's wife. Oh, wow. Because, I love her. Yeah, super sweet woman. Was doing a lot of work at the retreat. And I thought, okay, let's, let's uh, you know, give her some appreciation. And then the other piece that I made is very abstract. You know, it's very colorful and bright and has just sort of, you know, randomness to it. You know, one is very sort of contained within the lines and dainty and proper, and the other one is not at all like that. And, it, you know, and that's great for me because it's, you know, giving me freedom to be all of who I am. I can be inside the lines and dainty and proper and organized and aesthetically appealing. <laughs> and I can also be like free me expressive, and here's a bright color, and I'm just making this random shape. And that the second piece does not have an orientation. You could change it any direction you want. You know, it could be on this side. You could turn it a quarter turn, a quarter turn, and it would it would just show you something different every time. Um, almost like some complex images in a tarot deck where you see one thing and then you turn the thing and you see something else. So you like that. <laughs> yeah, like this card. I just pulled out uh, the universe card, um, of course, right? Which is like in the Voyager deck. This is uh, number 21. Okay, another powerful number. Uh, you know, this has the back of the card, which is the actual DNA, the way DNA looks sliced sideways. It has a big um, elephant. You know, it has a big, powerful, you know, Ganesha-type you know, image and a black Madonna and, you know, it's just chalk and lots of space. Like, you know, you're going through all the universes. So, um, yeah. So maybe, you know, when I think about those two forms of art, they're sort of like the, what, what's potentiated, you know, what could be 
you know, what could manifest, the open space, and then, you know, what we kind of choose in a moment to form that into. You know what it sounded like to me? Because, you know, I, I think through Zodiacs a lot of times. Oh, right. Um, it, it's like the one, the organized piece, which is Virgo. Right. And uh, which is her sun sign. Right. And then the other piece that was more abstract was your Pisces. <laughs> oh, right. Actually, your I, earth sign. Oh, well, um, it could have been... Um, I don't know what I, I have a couple of different things. I actually have four planets in Virgo, but that could have been Sagittarius too. I mean, totally. That's, um, I, my moon is in Sagittarius. My rising sign is Leo. So I do. I mean, I'm interested in this Sagittarius. So tell mm. more, please, about this phase we're going into with the Sagittarian energy. Okay. Um, so uh, part of the, you know, Sag energy is it's led by Jupiter. Jupiter is expansion. Uh, do you know the story about Jupiter? So um, essentially, um, uh, Jupiter's father um, didn't want him and had uh, swallowed up all of his brothers and sisters. And the mother was like, this is a very special child. Um, you know, I'm going to do everything within my power to trick him so that, um, he does not swallow my child. I know this is, you know, Greek Roman stuff. So right. it's like <laughs> very weird. <laughs> and so, and I'm kind of speaking the names of the Roman. Um, yeah. So then, um, uh, essentially she hides him, tricks him, hides him. And uh, he thinks that he has, you know, swallowed Jupiter, but um, he has not. And he survives. And it's like this, um, you know, uh, stroke of good luck type of energy, like right place, right time um, that, you know, Jupiter Sagittarius gives off. It's our it's part of our expansion it's part of our magic and miracles. It's connected with God's sense of humor, essentially, um, because the most, like, you might get yourself into the weirdest situations, but you, you, that faith, that, that faith is what brings you f uh, forward. It's the eternal optimist. It's like, I, I know I'm taken care of. We're good, you know? Um, and, and so it also... Um, is deeply connected with cultures mm. um, and in like more so um, uh, essentially like, you know, God is our teacher and taking us on, uh, on this journey to kind of um, illuminate things on the path. Um, I would say like if I had to pick a card that was associated with, um, with Sagittarius, it would be the full card. Okay. Gotcha. So in a way, you know, it's like when you're at that zero point, it's like, okay, the universe could look so many different ways depending on, you know, what culture you're coming out of, what time it is. Yeah. But essentially the wisdom remains the same. And that just was so deeply felt for me at, at several points in this retreat weekend. You know, you know, my, my path is Buddhism, but, but there were some so some super sweet Christian prayers said that touched me so deeply you know, I was moved to tears. I was like, that is just the most beautiful thing I've ever heard because of the wisdom, because of the wisdom mm. that was being communicated. I love that. And it was like, 
you know, the value is in understanding how to live our lives healthy, wealthy, and wise enough. You know, happy, healthy, wealthy. I think James Wanless says, it's, oh, I can't remember it now. But basically, <laughs> you know, healthy, happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. There are enough, enough, you know, to be able to contribute to others and live with integrity, enjoy our lives. And, you know, it's all around us. That's what was so profound. I was like, oh, my gosh, the wisdom is just everywhere. It's just pervasive. And I was just kind of overtaken with that. You know, I was like, wow, you know, there's just so much wisdom right here. And, um, you know, that sort of goes back to, you know, our connection with both really being interested in a, you know, ancient wisdom tradition. Yeah. Um, And I think once you start to develop a deep appreciation for one, sort of the magic of all the wisdom traditions comes to life, you know, in a much... And that's sad. (laughs) (laughs) In a much greater way. And then you're like, oh my gosh, it's such a shiny place, you know. But but we do... (laughs) We do do our best to, you know, keep up with our, our own tradition as best we can, while also, you know, I, I'm always open to learning more about other wisdom traditions. I also feel like it's like uh, a thing of that, uh, like the time has come for that in our world and in our culture, mm. that, you know, understanding the value of all the wisdom traditions, it's just like being, like knowing how to read, write, and basically use a digital device, you know, it's like you also... At this point, with our global village situation, um, it's it's just like you should understand something, mm. uh, you know, a little bit of something about all the other major wisdom traditions, so that you are, you know, first of all, not intimidated, afraid, or or you know, um, uncomfortable when you meet people of other faiths. You should be like, mm. oh, you know, tell me more about the ABC one two three that you do. You know, that's so interesting. You know, yeah. and that's like how you know we do ours like this, and it's different like that. And you know, when did you start? And how serious are you? And you know, it should be a conversation. It should just be like a natural conversation. What is your spiritual life? You know, that to me, yeah. if there was more conversation about you know what does your spiritual life look like, and less about what do you do for a living. Um, not that we we should all hopefully have the right kind of work for our skills and aptitudes, but just somehow in the mid-century, in this country at least, the focus got shifted off of being a good person to being successful. And uh, I just would like to see it switch back. I'd like to see it switch to, Mm. you know, how we can access our own inner guidance and our wisdom traditions to be um, people who um, are contributing to the wellness of ourselves and everyone else rather than so concerned about what kind of car we're driving or if we stink a little or something. (laughs) I love that. You know, I just put together why we get together or like why we get along so well is literally that Sag moon you have. I was Sag rising. I see. And I I love Leo's. My granny was Leo. So (laughs) Um, also Judith, even though she did not know much about astrology, I did get a chance to look at her chart and she had a Leo rising, which was funny. Okay, (laughs) But um, one thing that I've always noticed with Sagittarius that I like to share as well is like, I may never know the answer, right? But if I get that, like, that kind of like, I'm supposed to go do this right now. I have no idea why, but just kind of got a feeling. 
you know, and it makes no sense most of the time. Like, if it makes no sense, go do it. Essentially, in my world, <laughs> like, and 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 that's it's like almost like like again that full card in tarot. You get this higher wisdom. You follow it. And the path starts to illuminate in front of you. Um, did you ever see Indiana Jones? Oh, yeah. You ever see the the one with the Holy Grail? Yes, but I don't remember details of movies very well. So essentially what happens is he's about to, to like go into this cave where he's about to discover the Holy Grail, essentially. And um, the, the words that his father kept mentioning to him was, the penitent man will pass. The penitent man will pass. Oh, I think I recall that, actually. And so essentially... Um, he, he follows the, the instructions in his dad's journal that was completely like, you're talking about a Indiana Jones was a very fact kind of guy. He went by that. Okay. He did go by his intuition, but it was, it was, it was not necessarily faith based and his father's trying to teach him faith at this point. And, um, and so he's going through these different challenges and right when he decides to bow down penitent, okay, he he literally, you know, escapes that uh, particular test, which was two blades coming out. And um, he, he rolls into the next one. And then he, he gets to this point, um, I think there was one test in between that, but then he gets to this one where he he's literally seeing um uh you know a, a huge gap um where he has to walk like or he I'm sorry he has to jump across in order to get to the, the next part and he's like this doesn't make any sense and so um he he literally just takes a literal leap and s- takes one step over the ledge which from his perspective, he couldn't see anything other than that he was going to fall if he took that step. And then he takes that step and he can see clearer because he made one step as a leap of faith. And it he saw that in front of him was an optical illusion of stones leading him to the other stop to the other side. And that right there is the embodiment of Sagittarius. <laughs> like, I see. I see. That's great. So that sort of goes back to our surfer card, that there's all these energetic elements at play, mm-hmm. and you have to sense in to what the energetics of the situation are and not necessarily believe what you might see or not see with your eyes. And that what you actually end up seeing might not even be in the physical world. It might that the directional... Um, uh, clarity may come from something that's actually energetic, you know, yeah. rather than anything that you would necessarily rely on with the five senses. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's one other thing that I want to mention before um, we close out is this this week we're actually on time with airing things right now. Like this is a going to be pretty live episode we're going to be in Thanksgiving, you know, this week. And um, just want to bring in um, 
you know, the spirit of gratitude as we did in our last podcast, <laughs> full circle. And I want to say how thankful I am for you. And also the opportunity, like, thank you, Hashem, God, spirit, whatever your word is, that energy, that higher power. I want to thank you because I get to do these beautiful podcasts and have beautiful guests on here. And it really makes me feel at home. This is a sacred space for me. And I'm so grateful for this year and all the miracles within it. And I'm so grateful that I'm having another opportunity to share the energy with you here on Energy Speaks. This is truly an energetic connection that that Katriel and I have. And um, it just feels sort of like magic fairy dust here in the studio. And when we're together in this intentional way, and I do feel deep gratitude for the opportunity. And I really hope, you know, with the deepest part of my heart, that our conversation will uplift, inspire motivate or provide clarity for people that listen. And for me, the the touchstone for gratitude is appreciation to be in the moment and fully take in, you know, what's going on and how lucky we are uh, to be most of us in this country um, with the situations and circumstances that we have relative to so, to so many other people facing so much bigger challenges. Wow. Mayor. Well, um, I thank you all divine, beautiful souls for listening. And again, um, you know, uh, we're here every single week. <laughs> Energy Speaks podcast. Um, I'm your host, Katriel. Over and out.